0: The whole notion of being in a tank gives it this kind of claustrophobic feel i almost felt by the time the movie ends like captain phillips or something like
1: uh you know you know what's funny is i thought the i thought the the tanks looked really roomy (laughs) because in every shot there's like lots of depth you could like see all the way into the other compartments like to me it seemed like the inside of the tank it was like a mary poppins tank and like the (laughs) inside was like twice the size of the
2: outside yeah like i didn't think it was claustrophobic looking at all
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning podcast. This is review number 322 with our review of Fury. I'm Christopher Verschanesi.
2: I'm Carson Patrick
1: and I'm Steven Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're hopping in some tanks that are not as good as German tanks <laughs> and we're trying not to get ourselves blown up. <laughs> How you
2: guys doing? I'm doing splendid. Yeah, I'm On this doing good. Sunday morning. <laughs> There's no, You're nowhere like, to damn go. It, from we that. broke the illusion. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't why, why?
1: Yeah, I couldn't go anywhere from splendid.
0: <laughs> so. But I'm doing furiously good. Yeah, oh, furiously that's good. good. We
1: have, have Stephen. Not only is he doing furiously good, but he is sitting furiously. Very in, furiously in the tank of a room that I have. It's literally this like metal box that we uh, are sitting in. Mm. Um, I don't know where to go with that either. Mm.
0: <laughs> We're here best job I ever had.
2: Yeah.
0: Best job I ever had.
2: You know what? I was kinda of disappointed that they didn't have the line from the trailer where he's like, we only make a dollar thirty-five an hour. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for that line to show up, it didn't. So spoilers, it didn't show up.
1: This this is gonna be a pretty good review if that's the thing that Carson was disappointed in. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like that line wasn't in the movie. F this movie. Uh.
1: My, my my favorite, or uh, er, not even favorite, my most favorite? disappointing. <laughs> no, my, uh, I said, or er, like, favorite, oh, okay. er. Trying to I want the southern to guy in the tank okay. the movie. Yeah, so it was, was like to a... er, 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 take back what I was saying. Anyways, I uh, my disappointing conversion of line from tra- trailer to line in the film was, uh, you know, the line in the trailer was like, we're still in this fight, still in this fight. Like, they're kind of not still in the fight. <laughs> no, they're pretty screwed. <laughs> so <rude. that> yeah. <laughs> Like, if he would have said that, like, 20 minutes earlier, that would have been like, come on, guys, get get on this. Yeah, but what if, if he said it,
0: like, 30 minutes earlier, <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, we get it. We know. <laughs>
1: we're, like, yeah, we're just starting this fight. <laughs> we're still here. We're <laughs> not like when the one guy's like, the tank's busted. <laughs> <laughs> if he's like, we're still in this fight, still in this fight. They're like, okay, cool, let's get in the tank. Like, that would have made more sense as opposed yeah. to, like, what may or may not actually be happening in that scene.
2: You know what? I was disappointed, too, because uh, I went and saw this at an AMC theater. And um, they showed the, uh, the romantic red ball <laughs> intro, which I thought was kind of odd for a, a World War II tank movie. You wanted it's to like, see Balls of Fury? Yeah, at least you'd think that the balls would be like uh, they'd have the uh, attacking iPhone one or something. Yeah. I don't know. I have a correction, by the way, from the corrections department. Okay. Uh, the long rant
0: I went on last week. Last week about the guy before AMC commercials who tells you not to turn on your cell phone. Yeah, oh, those right. were Cinemark. Those that wasn't <laughs> oh, AMC. okay. AMC has always been the red balls and the black woman, just like you're talking about. Yes. Yep. Yes.
1: So with the romantic one, is she less sassy or is she still sassy?
2: I uh, she like <laughs> flirty, sassy. I I think uh, I think she's a little uh, calm during that one. Okay. And and to be honest, even though I just saw it yesterday, like I don't even know if it's her doing the voice for that one. It might be somebody else.
1: Are you saying all black people sound alike?
2: <laughs> no, it might just be like a white dude. I don't know. Dude? Yeah. <laughs> That's not very no. I'm romantic. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's uh. I'm pretty sure it's same uh same girl, but I just don't remember. I was too conv- I was too thrown off by the fact that it, they were showing that one, and it's like I, I this doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't
1: know, man. There's some parts towards the end of the film that uh, that get that borderline <laughs> romantic. Mm-hmm.
2: There's that part where Brad Pitt tries to, you know, <laughs> take over the tank, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I was talking more about like the the bro oh. <laughs> the bro hugs towards the end, of the, <laughs> the longingly looking into each other's eyes. Oh, as... I thought I
2: thought, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the uh, the scene Reno, he uh, takes a German uh, gal. <laughs> into the back room.
1: I was not referencing that. So,
2: so romantic.
1: Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> We're starting this podcast off like right out of the gates like a fury out of something that is
0: Bad Keep going. You're going to nail it. <laughs> just land the ending.
1: <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so what do you say? We a like, listen to the trailer for Fury. <laughs> Let's do it. And just skip all this
0: terrible attempts at doing comedy. <laughs> this episode post-editing is just going to be hi, welcome to the spoiler warning trailer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it should be, it should be, but it should be. But that's no fun. I think I think that's our, our I think our fans. <laughs> yeah, if, if, I, if I can call them that, I, I think they enjoy our terrible attempts to start a podcast. Yeah, off they right. really enjoy so being I not like
2: talking it. well.
1: Yeah, I think that if we if we start like, hey guys, welcome to the show. This is us. Here's a trailer. Let's review. Um, they, we, they would, you uh, know, first of all, we'd be cutting like 30 minutes off. Of that,
0: yeah. So. <laughs> and we get paid by the minute. So yeah, we need to exactly. Draw, so we're, we're drawing like attorneys. this out.
1: <laughs> what, you guys get paid?
0: Yeah, that, that's sweet advertising money. Oh, every time I leave, then I take some, like, a 20 out of your wallet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn, I just thought that they were, like, getting lost in the laundry I, or something. I use, I use PayPal, PayPal when it's over Skype, so... Or yeah. no, you,
1: you, you bought one of those you bought one of the apple pay machines and you just like carry it around with you so every time you walk by my phone it just deducts money <laughs> uh good times anyways so we're talking about fury we're going to review it first we're going to listen to the trailer so that way you guys can get a listen to the dollar 25 an hour line <laughs> and then we're going to come back and uh all the wonderful get, lines Yeah, give you guys a review
0: If you think it can't get worse, it can, and it will. The dying's not done, the killing's not done.
1: I promised my crew a long time ago I'd keep them alive. I was afraid you were dead. Where's the rest of third Battalion? We're it.
2: Sergeant Collier, I'm your new assistant driver.
0: Tank school? That's home you never even seen me inside of a tank. You will. I started this war killing Germans in Africa. Now I'm killing Germans in Germany. Been with these fine gentlemen for years. These troops get by you. We're all dead in the water. All we got is you. I won't ask you to do anything I haven't done myself.
1: Calm check. check. Photo check.
2: Grady check. Bond check. Bond
1: check. Ah! Fire! All right. Hit that gun, Levin! Get out! Do your job! Do what you're here for!
0: The deals are peaceful. History is violent.
2: Wait till you see it.
1: See what?
0: Where a man can do to another man. I'm scared. I'm scared, too.
1: It will end soon. But before it does, a lot more people gotta die. Well, you know, we do get a thirty-five a day, right? <laughs> Best
2: job I ever
0: had. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had.
2: They're coming. How many? 300
0: of them. Five against three hundred. We never run before. Why are we going to run now? We're still in this fight. Still in this fight. Now.
1: All right. So you just listened to the trailer for Fury. Um, Basically, a bunch of guys are in a tank and they're trying to take on some Germans, and that's. Probably all you need to know, or I guess it's important to know that, like, the movie starts with one of the tank crewmen having been killed, and they replace it by a a new recruit, sort of like in the Maze Runner, and the (laughs) the Greenies got to get trained to want to kill Nazis. Yeah, dude, they
2: need a new architect for their tank, and uh, so Ellen Page shows up, and she's like, I don't know anything about tanks!
1: (laughs) Are you uh, saying yeah. that he looks like Ellen Page or that Ellen Page <laughs> looks like him? Or I'm, I'm confused. I I would say I, there
0: are more dissimilar looking people than him and Ellen Page. There
2: are the similar plot devices used in many a film. But no, Percy Jackson does not look like Ellen Page. I feel like they could pass for each other. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: <laughs> Carson, why don't you start us off and, uh, and review the film instead of reviewing people that look like they could have been in the film.
2: <laughs> I don't think they could. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not saying they look alike. I was just saying they have the same function. We're still in this podcast. Still in this podcast. She probably
0: dressed up as Percy Jackson for Halloween uh, this year. Ha, ha.
2: Okay. Um. Uh. So yeah, we're still Fury. Um. I. I. Uh. I. Here's my attempt to uh, talk <laughs> as uh, as one does as I usually do on this show. So anyway, I think I enjoyed the trailer more than this actual movie because. Wait, wait, hold
1: on. From what I remember, you didn't even enjoy the trailer. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I enjoyed the trailer uh, the first time, and then after seeing it like eight hundred times, it's kind of like had the Taken two trailer they showed in front of like every movie. So like anytime they showed the Fury trailer, you know, I just go around after going like hit that son of a bitch. You know, (laughs) it's like it's one of those trailers that you can't. Not help a quote all the lines from it, yeah. um, even though you haven't seen it yet. Well, and, I'll, I'll, um,
1: real real fast too, sorry, just before you continue. Was this another film that I was the only one that was actually excited for? Because I think so. For, Probably. I, I just assumed other people thought this movie looked cool. And then like the more I talked to people, everybody was like, oh, Fury, huh. huh. No, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of thought <laughs> it looked cool. At
0: least I had the assumption that everyone else <laughs> thought it was going to be really cool.
1: Okay. So even if you didn't like it, you, you didn't perceive I, that like I was crazy. I,
0: I knew that I have my like... War movie bias in general where like the bar is kind of high for me to be like a big fan of it Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I kind of thought everyone else on this podcast was very excited for fury okay.
2: like, I wasn't too hot for it. Um, and I think um, <laughs> you're still not too hot for it No, I I think the the idea of of making a, a tank a world war two tank movie is cool but I think that the way fury is executed is uh it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> low on the totem pole in terms of uh, war movies or World War II movies in general. I mean if you've seen any other war movie, uh, you've basically seen Fury. you've seen something better than Fury. Um, so I guess if you've never seen a war movie ever in your life, uh, Fury might be okay.
1: Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it a little bit later, but I think there's there's a simply because this is a tank war movie, it has something going for it that most war movies don't because like it the the film is showing off tank combat and what it's l- like the difference between tank combat and like n- just running around shooting people with a gun there's it's very different and mm-hmm. i don't think like when you think of tanks i don't think you visualize the way the combat in this movie takes place and yeah, that's all that's all i'll say for now
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I can see that, but I think that the way Fury is handled isn't anything interesting. Like, I don't think Fury is anything interesting visually or just in its story, because its story has very been there, done that. Uh, and I, I feel like that we could have gotten more interesting uh, like how, you know, this the team works in the tank and the camaraderie between them, because this film is once again um, directed by David Ayer, who did End of Watch and Sabotage, was another film we really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say there's no sarcasm in that voice,
2: <laughs> um, but I mean, I the like I have not, no nothing against David Ayer, but like I, me personally, all of his movies have the same problem, which is this like forced like testosterone, like force macho-ness, like I always think that like, you know, his theme, sh- theme song should be that, like, I'm a man I'm a man, I'm a man, <laughs> that song um, because that's how all his movies feel, like it just feels like yes, I'm a man, and yeah, hit that son of a bitch, like it just, none of it feels natural to me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think that this we is just,
1: ex- actually his next film is <laughs> also going to contain that line, but it's going to be a domestic
2: violence film <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch <laughs> gonna be no good deed too uh yeah it just i feel like you know this movie especially uh, is all about the male bonding and i feel like even in the early scenes of of the tank crew you know talking amongst each other it just it none of it feels natural to me it just all feels like we are men in tanks. Look at our muscle. We are so manly. Like, that's all I think of when I hear them talking. It doesn't come off as as natural to me. And and I feel like the film doesn't have the heart of something like a Saving Private Ryan, um, which, you know, I I understand is um what I feel like this movie is going for is like the complete, you know, bleakness of war, which is totally fine. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, they're depicting it in the way that it is obviously it's it's horrible um but i feel like you know the movie like saving private ryan it depicts the atrocities of war but you also get you know the scenes of heart and humor um that kind of balance that out and i don't think that fury has that touch you know it doesn't have that like spielbergian touch to it um and also it's like it doesn't do anything new to the genre like it literally does nothing new like Um, At least something like Saving Private Ryan was changing up the game, you know, with the way that it was shot and the way that it looked. Um, And also, like, something like Schindler's List, um, you know, it depicted the horribleness of the Holocaust, um, and it went all in. Like, it, you know, made everything feel completely real. Um, And Fury never gets to that level. Um, I feel like they, you know... David Ayer wants to go all in on that, but it never escapes that uh, feeling of being a movie. You know, it always just feels like these are actors and they are, you know, acting out these scenes uh, and these events. Um, and, and, you know, it, the way that the movie looks, too, doesn't, I don't know, it just has this, like, very, like, off-putting, unnatural look to me. And it, it that also feeds into the fact that it just feels like a movie, So I I think that like that was the main thing to me is that it did nothing new with the genre and uh, it just ended up being very dull. And I think that, you know, the actors are very good in the film, but it's not up to their par. Um, I mean, Brad Pitt is great, but the whole time I just, you know, felt like I should have been rewatching Inglorious Bastards because, (laughs) you know, that to me is a World War Two movie that takes that. That genre and that you know war specifically, and then it does something completely different with it because I feel like <laughs> if you want to do if you want to do like
1: cheating because it literally does something completely different. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm
2: saying like th- my point is that you know if you if you're going to do a war movie specifically World War II because we've gotten so many of the uh, movies based on World War II is that if you're going to do one of those movies then you need to do something radically different in order for it to. I feel hit a mark in order to be something fresh because otherwise it's going to end up like fury where it's like, I've seen this before. Like there are movies that are much superior than this. But also the
1: the films that you're comparing to this though, are films that are set in war, but war is the backdrop for the actual story of revenge or the story of, um, you know, counterintelligence or like, there's all these things that like, um, even like Valkyrie, like, you know, plot, plot to kill Hitler. It's, it's it's not about the war as a whole it's about this one isolated uh, like series of attempts to take out hitler and, and and this film i think is very reduced it's literally like hey guys here's a new recruit um i want you guys to go to this checkpoint and then uh go to this checkpoint and the film is just the journey from mm-hmm. checkpoint one to checkpoint two to checkpoint three
2: and no, then i mean i, I completely that get that i mean i completely get that i mean this is an intimately scaled movie and that's fine but i don't think that there's anything interesting done with it and i mean regardless of yeah there's it's a world war ii movie though i mean it falls into the same genre as all these other films like yes they do things differently within the war but it's still the same genre like i mean yeah I, i mean yes it is i understood that it's this intimately scaled picture, which is great, but I mean, the characters and the story within this movie aren't, aren't anything we haven't seen before. And to me, that is what makes it a dull movie.
0: Right,
1: Steven, you were going to say something a second ago. I,
0: yeah, I mean, just, I, I'm unsure if I would lump all of those movies together under the same genre. Like, I, I guess you can, but I do feel like they have different aims in what they're doing. Like yeah. this this movie was trying very much to be about the war, like what it feels like to fight in the war. Yeah. In, in that sense, I would maybe compare it more to like the Thin Red Line or something, even though they're different wars that they're talking about, I think. Um, I wish I could remember Thin Red Line as Vietnam or... No, that was World War II. World War II. Okay. I take yeah. it all back. <laughs> uh, again, uh, a much better
2: war movie than this movie.
0: Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would really compare it to like, especially like a Schindler's List or something. I feel like that's an unfair. Uh, no, but I'm saying like I'm not comparison. comparing
2: it. This movie to Schindler's List. I'm comparing the fact that like if you want to go all in on the atrocities of war, you should make it like how Schindler like they did for Schindler's List, which it did go all in like in look, feeling, uh, everything like that. Like I don't think that Fury went that way in terms of like its technical side
1: well e- even schindler's list is going all in on a different aspect of the war as opposed to th- this is ah, li- i just th-
2: can't win man i can't win all <laughs> well, right no, I'm, just,
1: I'm just saying that like th- this film is literally like like what is it like to participate in combat against a incredibly superior force that is the german tank whatever the no, military yeah. term is for, like it, it's it's very much about the toll of these specific soldiers in, like, five guys shoved into a vehicle that is not very mobile, <laughs> moves slowly, and and is is used for pre- precision strikes against a target that is far superior to them militarily.
0: If it helps, Carson, I'm going to be agreeing with you in a second. So oh, okay, <laughs> you, don't, right. you don't need to feel well, like it's you against the world.
2: Anyway, my, <laughs> my point is that... I didn't like Fury. That's just the bottom line. There we go.
1: <laughs> and I and I have no problem. I have no problem with you not liking Fury. I'm I'm just saying that some some of the some of the criticisms of the film I yeah. don't buy into just because I think the film is doing something like not not vastly different in the way that you would like the film to be doing, but vastly different in that it's not attempting to go for those things. If that yeah. makes sense. Well,
2: I mean, tr- me personally, I just responded to like I've seen this movie before. Regardless of whether or not you know, Saving Private Ryan is a different World War Two movie, or et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I feel like that you know, this movie didn't do anything to change up the genre, even though it is about tanks. I still think that <laughs> within that, it it didn't do anything that uh you know ignited my fury for Good. liking it.
0: Tanks, but no tanks.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, wow yes that's what I, i'll yes <laughs> very good steven well l- l- let's let steven
0: back you up carson so that you don't have to feel so bad
2: <laughs> i mean i'm i'm not
0: gonna back carson up on everything but i think i i also in in my mind for a war movie to be enjoyable to me it needs to either do something very different like glorious bastards which i can't even lump in as a war movie like I'm I'm mentioning it because it is so different It's so different That like it clearly doesn't fit The genre anymore
2: It's a a war movie in Quentin world
0: Yeah exactly (laughs) Um, Technically all of his movies are war movies (laughs) So in my mind it either needs to do that Or it needs to be very personal In a way where like the characters That it's being personal to are believable To me like then it's telling a story Set against the backdrop of the war And it can be about the war, but I have, like, one thing that I'm latching onto in it. Or else it needs to, like Carson said, go all in on the devastation of war. And I'm actually going to say, maybe controversially, that I don't think Saving Private Ryan does that. I think the... (gasps) I think the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan is amazing and the rest of the movie is a giant group hug about how we were on the right side of the war and well, <laughs> this I mean, is great. I, I feel like it's not about just the devastation. I feel like it's very much a like uh, glorified... It, it's okay to glorify things, I mean, but I would not call that a bleak movie. Well, no, yeah. no. I
2: mean, I agree with that. I think that the opening sequence is obviously very bleak um, but the rest of the movie is a little more uplifting. Yeah. Um, But no, I would say that in terms of going all in, Schindler's List is the prime example. So,
1: li- li- little little joke about uh, saving Private Ryan, real fast. Uh-huh. So that that storming the beach opening of that film, incredible. But there's that scene where like a guy gets hit in the helmet and then takes off his helmet. And then oh, gets yeah. hit in the actual head. Like spoilers oh, yeah. for like a non actual character in the film who <laughs> dies in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Not so, funny, but yeah. That that moment happens and the sky in the back of my theater just starts laughing, <laughs> laughing, laughing, laughing. And I'm like that's jacked up, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's we're, we're leaving the theater, and I look back, and I know the guy.
0: <laughs> oh, oh no! And it's Stephen Miller. <laughs> yeah, it's Stephen <laughs> Miller.
1: Oh no! But it, it was like an, an instructor in uh, for the drumline at at Oceanside.
2: <laughs> but That's it. Maybe because he he thought it was so messed up, he didn't know how else to react, or he was just an a hole. I don't know. I, I think he just for thought it laughing, was for, for laughing at war.
0: You know you get a laughing fit sometimes and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Maybe this was one of those. His came at
2: the worst time.
0: Anyways, continue, Steven. Yeah. So anyway, my my bar for bleakness I think is pretty high <laughs> in, in terms of like in, if a war movie, a war movie needs to either be sufficiently campy, sufficiently personal, or sufficiently bleak. Like, I'm not a big fan of the ones where it's kind of like, "Hoorah!" rooting for the adventure when I know this is like just total destruction of another people. <laughs> like, I have, <laughs> you can die for your country, I'm gonna live for my No, exactly. It's the, the lone survivor's guilt feeling. Like, <laughs> like that's exactly what I have. Like a movie like Lone Survivor where. I know I'm supposed to be, like, totally on board. I'm supposed to be like, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, patriotism.
0: Yeah, survive. America. That's, I, that's patriotism.
2: America.
0: Barrel through hundreds of other people. That's amazing. I, I know that's how I'm supposed to feel. It's supposed to be more like a 300 movie almost where I'm just like, hell yeah. <laughs> but then I'm... I'm also stuck knowing like this is a historical period of time that we're talking yeah, about. like something actually did happen that I'm gonna go at the Wikipedia <laughs> now, and it's nothing like one of. All- yeah, and like you know, history is written. Cool. History is written by the winners, right? And so I'm in America, and I'm watching a movie showing how badass we are, killing, yeah. killing the other people. So anyway, I have, I have like weird, if not ethical, conflicts. At least like I, I get in a weird place if I can't tell what message the movie is trying to yeah. give me about the war quentin was fine right he's doing like an almost a comic book it's like it can't be it's yeah. awesome yeah. it has so little relevance to the actual war that I, yeah but he's also killing, killing he's also Hitler. putting
1: the germans in that scene in the middle where they're watching the movie they're putting them in the exact situation you are talking about now yes. by having them all like high-fiving each other, them like hey, killing all the british soldiers yes exactly uh, so yeah it's like not only is he having an alternate telling of history but then he's like throwing it in your face making you excited the first half of the movie showing you how horrible you are for being excited and then continuing <laughs> on with killing this other people reality of history.
0: Yep. so the, if this movie i think the first third of this movie or so i thought it was doing that like brad well, wh- which one was it doing it, it was doing the bleak the bleakness of it okay. like brad pitt's character is not a very empathetic character at the beginning of the movie he does some like terrible shit right yeah. and percy jackson is like the lens <laughs> i say yeah. that because i don't know his real name lerman L- L- yeah, something lerman, lerman. and yeah. anyway he he's kind of the lens through which i think the audience is supposed to feel about what's going on where there are these hardened people in this tank who clearly do not value human life anymore like they have become killing machines and brad and brad pitt says things to this effect he says like we're not here to do right versus wrong we're here to kill germans or kill krauts right like yeah. and the, and killing he, nazis he he <laughs> does some like bad shit right? like <laughs> like his initiation rights for this kid to be like yeah. to grow yeah. up are completely terrible right and the movie makes you think they're terrible i don't but, think but the movie... he also makes a
1: distinction between uh german soldiers and ss exactly like, so so, so i make... mean really it's the really really evil people yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <so laughs> it's,
0: it's the same like synthetic distinction that uh the lone survivor makes between these guys that look like jafar and these guys <laughs> who look like jafar but also like america so... <laughs> it it, like it makes us feel good like no we don't hate all the people just the ones that we love america it's just the ones that chose to fight for their country because they're the bad guys yeah Uh, anyway you know not the ones that were forced into it that's fine yeah and anyway so the first like third or maybe even half of the movie i thought i saw it as this of a a person who is being injected into this hardened world and having to see what it's like so this just so it are you saying that in a positive way or a negative way? In a, in a positive way, okay, okay. so okay. far. I, I, I wasn't completely
1: ma- clear whether you were, no, like, no. Compo- like, based on everything you had said before that, I didn't yeah. know whether that was like, so first I saw all this crap, or if that was like, oh, and then I saw this crap. <laughs> I, I, thought no, the I,
0: man- I I
2: think there's a but coming up. Yeah, the, the, yeah, okay, okay, the yeah, message yeah.
0: of the film was very consistent on that to me until this scene towards the middle where there's a brief interlude with a piano and a few other things in <laughs> interlude yes and uh. after that moment the entire trajectory of the film is this person learning to feel that same rage and right. desire to kill these His people same the same theory. way and by the end like the movie basically picks up in a trajectory where by the end the only reason you are watching this is to root for the people 300 style to yeah. be in this epic battle As far as I could tell I, <laughs> well, It
2: was literally like them against 300 It was literally 300
0: I think <laughs> it was 500 I, I think he I think said a few a I think he said no, two he maybe 300 No he said like two or 300 well, no,
1: that, that, But it, doesn't Michael Pena have a line later on He's like It's five guys against 500 Oh yeah maybe It's five against
2: 300 I, mean, I think they were. They per- just Percy were Jackson's guessing.
1: estimate was two to three hundred when he comes running back. Yeah, but, but he I, doesn't yeah. know anything. But there's, but there's that line in the trailer. At least they maybe they edited uh, out of the film. Where I don't think where, where, that.
2: I don't think that trailer. I think that went by the way of the dollar thirty-five an hour line. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't remember that. There's uh, the,
0: people like numbers. Let's have a bunch of lines in the trailer with numbers. <laughs> <hit>. <laughs> so, so but the thing by the end of the movie, I did not feel like it was a film pointing out the bleakness of war. I felt like it was a film pointing out rooting for survival and that that flip that happened of are these sympathetic characters or not like are these the people i'm supposed to be standing up and cheering for or are these people that i'm supposed to feel like are examples of how war devastates and turns you into like a barbaric thing and the tonal shift that made this more of a popcorn movie by the end is also the one that made me be very confused as to how i'm supposed to feel (laughs) about the movie yeah um so on a pure filmmaking level, I, I don't agree with Carson in the sense that I think this did plenty of different things. Like I think the, uh, the whole notion of being in a tank gives it this kind of claustrophobic feel. I almost felt by the time the movie ends like Captain Phillips or something. Like uh,
1: <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is. I thought, the, I thought the, the tanks looked really roomy because <laughs> like, in every shot, there's like lots of depth. You could like see all the way into the other compartments. Like to me, it seemed like the inside of the tank, it was like a Mary Poppins tank. And like the inside was like twice the size of the outside.
2: Of the yeah. Tank. Like I didn't think it was claustrophobic looking at all, which is not the effect they should have had. It was not like Captain Phillips when they're in that little like submersible and it just felt like hell. Yeah. All right. Like, I would not want to be in there.
0: I should say claustrophobia is maybe more about you're stuck in a thing and you think you're going to die for a very long time. Yeah, that's true. It's when we record this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then most of the camera is taking place inside that very small – like you never get a shot of all of them together. You only see them in their respective locations in this tank.
1: I think that's why I thought it was roomy because there was never a scene where like – like if they wanted to pass, say, a bottle of alcohol between each other, they had to actually shift their full position and like lean over and hand it to somebody who would have to reach for it. It wasn't like it wasn't like when you're in a car and you're just like, here. Not that you should be passing somebody's alcohol. <laughs>
0: you, you know how you do it in a car. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah,
2: you drive it in the car, drinking
0: phonies. <laughs> so in in like in that sense, it felt more like a submarine movie or something almost to me. Like the dynamic of it was not the traditional dynamic of a World War II movie because yeah. you are not boots on the ground you are people are part You're of this machine <laughs> that to the outside world it's just one unit that is firing off hell but on the inside requires a lot of people to make it work yeah yeah um i thought that was totally if not like fresh like i i didn't think like wow i've never thought of that before but i definitely had not seen something <laughs> quite like <laughs> never that thought of i've yeah, never <laughs> thought of that um I thought that was at least like an interesting way to do things. I I also thought like visually the movie was compelling enough. Like I get, I get the excessive macho feeling. Like it did take almost like comic book vibes by the end, where it was just like, yeah, beat him up, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. I mean, the guy Brad Pitt's name is War Daddy. Like he sounds like <laughs> he's straight out of a comic book, <laughs> I like a like a Frank Miller comic book or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I don't, so uh, from a filmmaking level and I thought the acting was fine even LeBeef was okay and I'm not a, I'm not a big beef fan
2: <laughs> dude I I actually want to mention something about the beef because um, I know that Chris and I are are shy apologists um, yeah. and I think that uh, I I thought Shia would have been better in the Percy Jackson role mm. uh, nothing against Logan Lerman I think he's a, a fine actor like I enjoyed him in the perks being a wallflower but um. I, I just I don't know I felt like Shia would have been he has like more of that <laughs> for being a
0: tank gunner. Yeah.
2: No, I just felt like Shia has more of a presence. That's all. But I I know that he probably you know he's played that role before so he probably wanted to do the more adult role.
0: I'm a grown up now.
1: Well, yeah. I, 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 I Like I mean, I we still haven't got to me yet, but I thought Shia LaBeouf was fantastic in this. Like yeah. I thought he was genuinely really really good. No, I, I think mean, he's he great was in the, the best person in the tank. Like. I, he just he plays a severely broken man so well, and he was the like, like uh, Brad Pitt's great, but he like he's Brad Pitt, like yeah. he, he's just being Brad Pitt, <laughs> like that's what he's doing, like I'm tank commander, we're gonna be killing Nazis, my name's <laughs> Lieutenant Aldo Ray, I need six <laughs> volunteers, um, yes. but like I I thought that a lot of. The emotional weight of the film hinges on the performance of Shia LaBeouf, even though he's sort of like the side character. I mean, he's just <laughs> the guy who shoots the gun. <laughs> uh, but, like, he, but it, it's, there's, I don't know, something about the way he plays it. I think, like, of all the other people, you know, Percy Jackson is like, oh, we're scary. But then he turns into like, ah, oh, I hate Nazis. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Michael Pena is sort of just, like him Him and the, the gun loader guy, whatever that rolls, the ammunition put her in her um those two guys are sort of just like you know they're they're Actual broken syrup. psychologically in the mm. fact that they're just like horrible people but Buff is like the most human like he throughout the entire film he doesn't participate with the rest of the guys he's he's like you know the one religious guy but they don't spend too much time with him like like he's constantly saying religious stuff but he's not like uh, say for the one scene where he's like, you know, one day I'll save you guys or whatever. But like, he's not hes not the classic like, oh God, we put a Christian in the movie and he's going to be the guy who ruins everything because he's talking about how we deserve to die. Yeah. Like, they don't do any of that with him. He just plays a... Like, he is the one character that I felt was real. Um,
0: he He's definitely the most interesting sidekick to me. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah, no competition yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And, and he did do a great job with it. Like, I, I really can't fault the craft of this movie. Like, I thought... I thought it was very well done. I feel like anyone who is on board for the plot of the movie or the message, if there is a message, I don't even know if there is, <laughs> if, if you're on board for the cool factor, I feel like it is a very cool movie. Uh, it was really the, the mixed message had me very confused as to how I'm supposed to approach the film because it really did veer into 300 style, or lone survivor type territory by the end, I don't. I think it's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler to say that in the end they start fighting a like way outnumbered battle.
2: No, that's in the trailer. Hopefully, like, it's
0: also. It might be a spoiler, but it shouldn't be too bad to say this is on one of the very last days of the war. Like, I think this is when it's set. Yeah, and yeah. The, the whole ethics of that—that that basically means you just want to kill as many people as you can because you're not going to get a chance to kill them in a day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why are we rooting for this? Like, this is not survival. Like, this is destroying people <laughs> because you hate them right like because well, you've gotten so hardened that you just want to kill as many but, of them but as you wasn't can. that like partially on the part of
1: like hitler like we just got to go and take everything that we can type of like last ditch efforts like on the u.s side like the whole point of this film like the missions they get is like look we have this outpost where all of our guns and ammo and troops are all get Stationed and moved about all through this one hub, and right now the Germans are moving on that. You need to take your squadron of five tanks I don't know if they're called squadrons when they're tanks or your whatever they're called mm. of five tanks. You need to go to these crossroads and you need to make sure these German soldiers do not get past that. Yeah, I mean, it's very 300 in that too because their yeah. whole thing was like, you know, hide in the hot gates and make sure that the entire giant Persian army doesn't march through there, uh-huh. but. But I think that it's not, like, for the U.S., it's not like a, oh, come on, guys, we haven't got to, like, 10 million yet. Let's, like, if we can shoot another 200,000 Nazis, then, like, yeah, we're going to be good.
0: I I don't think to the U.S. it is. I think to Brad Pitt it is. I I feel like the whole way they talk is very much, like, let's get as many bodies as we can. Yeah.
1: They, 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 (laughs) so, they, hmm.
0: And it's justified with that distinction between the SS versus the regular army, but I never felt what that means no no but like what why not so yes can't completely
1: disagree but on the same hand i think that sometimes when they're talking about like they're talking about like uh like michael pena has has a line where he yells something like you know you know squeezing these bursts and make sure you like you're hitting as many people as you can i don't think it's like a gimli "Ah, i killed two more i think it's more of a like we have limited supply of ammo we need to do as much Uh, damage to large populations of these troops at once to take them out because we are an immobilized tank in the center of a road against a squadron of SS. Like, I keep using squadron. I don't know any military terminology, so a platoon, um, whatever.
2: I I think squadron would be more apt. I don't know. Mm -hmm. To me, it sounds that way. Okay, well. platoon is like a bunch of dudes. Like, not. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know, man. Platoon is a movie that Oliver Stone did in the 80s. So. Yeah, we can't compare
0: that to this because this movie's
2: crap. <laughs> Platoon, a much better war film
0: than Fury. But anyways, keep going, Steven. No, I think that this is a good way to transition into what Chris thought of the movie. I, I thought on a movie-making standpoint, if I didn't have a conflicted view of what story they were telling, I thought all of the superficial or not even superficial, all of the obvious aspects of it were very well done. Which is why I actually expected to be the lone person, like criticizing this the lone survivor. Yeah, I, w- I thought I was going to be the lone, uh, the lone reviewer, the lone Armand White. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So don't well, take
2: that title away from me.
0: <laughs> well, if we're
1: gonna transition to me, um, so like to put put things in contest, contest to put things in context, um, I am taking a very pro stance on the film in general during this review because I've. I guess I'm feeling the the waste, like the, op, the opposite of what you thought you were gonna feel, Stephen. It's like what I
0: felt in The Judge, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, so so basically, um, I'm trying to bounce out Carson's immediate like uh, complete whatever throwing out of the film as anything good at all, and um just like I, i'm on the defensive for the film mm-hmm. that's not necessarily like oh guys what are you talking about? the last think,
0: tank at the outpost <laughs> yes I, <I'm, laughs> the flood of
1: criticism is coming I, in yeah i'm sitting in the middle of the road you know one of my treads is busted i got like a, a you know i used to have the best gunner in the in the army or now whatever I got you yeah now i got you <laughs> so anyways um so last yesterday, I was hanging out with some buddies, and one of them was like, "Hey, you know, I saw you said that you saw Fury. Like, what did you think of it?" And I I had a difficult time sort of uh, quantifying quantifying the quality of the film mm-hmm. um, to like to to this to the statement of like whether I think this person should see it or not, or whether it's worth just renting later or seeing it. And um, a lot of that is because I think. The aspects that Stephen's talking about, like what the message of the film and where the film goes and stuff, there's nothing really there. Like mm. it's that it's sort of absence. Like I, I told my buddy that this is a really reduced film. It's a film that the the plot is literally uh, started go to this checkpoint, pick up some extra tanks because you're just one tank. So go meet these four other tanks and then move to this crossroads and hold it. And that's, that's the whole story. Um, you get bits of information through other characters as this mission progresses. That's only called a mission, not a story. It's just a mission. Um, and so it's hard for me to go like, Oh man, that was a great war movie. Um, but what I think it is, is a great presentation of tank combat. And and as I, as I said earlier, like it's different from most uh, World War II films because it's about tank combat, and that that seems silly to to say uh, to hold that as like like a, saying
0: the second Three Hundred is different because it's about boats. Yeah,
1: you know exactly. Like like it seems different, <laughs> but but the thing is, like this is how every like you know, Carson, you're talking about every other war movie. This is how every other war movie is. You got troops on the ground. They got guns. Sometimes they got lots of ammo, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're good soldiers, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're scared, sometimes they're not. Whatever, that's, that's normal stuff. But what happens in every single war movie is there's a scene where a tank shows up. And the the showing up of a tank in any war film is an oh shit moment because the tank shoots big old kabooms. And, uh, you know, this is going to be really scary. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop this tank? Like The tank showing up is always like the be-all end-all of military enforcement in a normal in a normal war film where you have troops on the ground,
0: or a game of Halo, or, or game, yeah, or a game of Halo, like damn it, they got the tank again.
1: <laughs> um, so in this film, what it does is go like, oh, you know how you think tanks are awesome, and how like if you had a tank, like you know, like oh damn, what if they had a tank? Uh, then then like, wouldn't it be awesome? But this film really shows it like, oh no, like not only does it take five guys to work a tank. But a tank is very vulnerable, especially when fighting a, like, su- superiorly made tank that, like, if you're an American tank in World War II, fighting a German tank, um, it, there's the, a title card at the beginning of the film that says, like, U.S. tanks sucked. German tanks, very good. And this film does a good job of showing you that. There there may or may yeah, not be like scenes. Yeah, in, like, one scene, though. But there's only, like, three scenes in the film. So, <laughs> it, it's... I, so, to me, that scene is...
2: This is not a strong case. It, it's
1: well uh, it's, once again I'm not trying to vote for these these story as a whole of the film, just the presentation of like I mean, anything is like a tank shoots something that thing gets blown up. There yeah. are sh- there are like tons of rounds in this film that get fired from tanks and they strike other tanks and they just ricochet off or bounce off and like that's the way as, as far as I know that's the way like tank combat actually works and it really paints the combat in a way that's like God, I would never want to be like the crew of a tank or have to use a tank in a war. Not that like you're, you're better protected if you're just running on the ground with a gun and there's another tank somewhere, but I mean, it just it just paints it in like a not great idea. And like you know, we talk about Brad Pitt like, ah, gotta go kill these Nazis, but there's times when he's told like, hey, this is what we got. It's you, and that's it. Just just the way he's telling Percy Jackson, like, I used to have the best gun in the world, now I got you. Like, the military's yeah. going, like, we used to have, like, 50 tanks, now we got you. So go join these other four tanks and go do this possibly suicide mission because, the like, we all lose if somebody doesn't at least hold them back for a few minutes. And I think that that aspect of the film... Is like I can tell how these guys would be super messed up. Like um, the one thing I thought was weird is how like they you know they'd sack a town and then get wasted and immediately be like oh we gotta go fight some guys and I'm like where's the part where they sober sober up?
2: <laughs> you know? like do it, they're driving. men, they're so, man.
1: So I think there is a disconnect to where they try to do these character mo- moments and there's not a rational rational there is not a rational <laughs> explanation of how they transition from character like you've, to you've
0: you've got to admit that the the primary character moment halfway in this movie is, like, pretty stupid or doesn't fit with the rest of it. The brief glimmer of romance that they try to shove in this movie. Yeah. The, the,
1: the brief glimmer of romance is... That part is silly, but how that resolves, if you can say it that way, I think that moment works because, like, specifically that moment. Because you have Percy Jackson, you have him, like, he is sort... Like, at that point in time, he is... Like, he's not, he's definitely not acclimated to war, but he's sort of like, oh, this isn't as crazy as I sort of expected it to be. Kind of like, he's sort—he's let down the walls just a tiny bit, and then...
2: He hasn't got a true whiff of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he gets, like, a really quick uh, kind of reinsertion into...
0: <laughs> I, I thought that was such a movie moment. I was like, oh, come on. We get oh, it. Yeah, I thought so, too. The way the way it's literally
1: physically staged is a movie moment yeah. but like <laughs> yeah. just the fact of it happening it is was fine to me All um right. they they overplay it and they they literally set it like the set is designed in a way that is very cheesy but but i think that it the moment itself is um like it, it's basically like if you're like in the eye of like you're you're in, you're in twister or you're in like some hurricane movie and like you're a boom like everything calms down you're like sweet and then just like a meteor
2: strikes like, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that's sort of the the uh the psych not even psychological weight just, that's just like the 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 i don't know the, the, the weight whatever that that I, I think that moment works from a character standpoint though it's played up to a cheesy level but mm-hmm. i think that it just happening is totally fine um but i so the the complaints you guys have about the ending told like i can't even defend the ending at all like the ending is literally the ending of rambo 5 like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, i mean the, it even ends with the character standing on a 50 caliber machine gun <laughs> and just going shh, shh, and also they they always like you know re-cock it and but like they're not reloading it mm-hmm. so i don't know if you have to do that when it like i'm not, i'm not sure if it's jamming and they're just like doing something to fix the jam but like it seems like they were they were cocking it more often than they were reloading it and oh, they, they were cocking it yeah they were cocking in their tank all the time so
2: i i, I, I mean I, is it is it bad that i think that rambo four depicted atrocity better than this movie <laughs> was it four or Oh, uh, it was four they haven't done five yet okay what? I don't
1: know. I don't know. But anyways, the the one where he's old and then he's on the gun the whole time. That that's
2: yeah. No, that's Rambo four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's just called Rambo. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, was, I'm was, sure was no one else will agree. Was the,
1: was the newest Rocky where he's old? Was that one Rocky five? Yeah. I think <laughs> that was
2: Rocky Balboa. That was Rocky six.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sylvester so Stallone. He's but old I, I, and he I, still
2: I, kicks butt. So I, I think that. Uh, you think Rambo... of the Expendables five? <laughs> <the> yeah.
1: <old> <laughs> anyways i like, i think that the i think that the combat itself is what held my interest in the film just just the presentation of like i mean well first of all as soon as bullets started flying i was like holy shit we're watching gi joe why are there lasers <laughs> like, i
2: couldn't figure out yeah that was pretty
1: but it, it, it that it's was a star that, wars movie that was my initial reaction my second reaction was, why do the good guys have the red <laughs> and the bad guys have the green? <laughs> my third reaction was, like, okay, it's fine. I get it. And, like, I, I was joking with my buddies yesterday that, like, Michael Bania does have a line where he says, uh, he's like, every fifth round is a tracer round just so you know where you're firing. So, like, I don't know if that's, like, that line is inserted there just so you know it's not lasers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just thought that was funny that, like, but but I get it because they're trying to show, like... Like regular guys, you just see muzzle flash and they're shooting a gun. But like any sort of heavy artillery, you know, big machine guns, the uh, whatever the like, the t- like the cannon, I guess. The, like, yeah. yeah you know, the the thing cannon. That, well, you know the thing that like that's like they took the top of a tank off and set it on the ground. It can't move, but they can still fire sh- shots. Yeah. Um, whatever that thing's called. The turret. Is it a turret? It's still firing tank rounds though, right? Ah, I don't know.
2: I don't, I don't know. know. They use it to fly in the A team though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God. Do you think it would have been better if Michael Pena, like, over and over again inserted himself to try to help, like, preempt criticism? Like, just so you know, those aren't lasers. This is a historically accurate thing, which is what it would look like if we were shooting right now. <laughs> I know in the future when you tell your grandkids about this, they're going to not believe that it looked like like lightsabers like that.
2: Yeah, because you know that, like, people would be like, oh, dog, there were lasers in World War II. It's like, no, they're just trying to amp up the intensity to show you that if you get hit by one of these But but, but I think it's,
1: I think it's legitimately like, I I think it served a purpose because otherwise you just think everyone's missing, but it's like, no, like these rounds are hitting the tanks, but they're not direct hits or they're not hitting weak parts of the tank or like it it, it does it so that you know that like something high velocity with a lot of killing force flew by, ricocheted out the side of the tank, inches from Brad Pitt or whoever is standing on top of whichever tank is being shot at at the time. And I think it, it... I think that is compelling enough to make me not walk out of the film going like, that movie was friggin' stupid, or or like Carson is now, going like, yeah, that movie didn't do anything different than any other war movie I've ever seen. Um, so I think that like the story of the film is, yes, it's, it's very reduced, doesn't do anything at all, it's not really, there's nothing special in it. Um, but I think that the sheer fact that it's tank combat presented in this way uh, is... Is somewhat interesting on its own
2: well i mean i think that the take yeah, the tank combat um is true that the the you know with the laser the pew pew lasers like that <laughs> um that is something that you haven't seen but i feel like that the whole execution of tank warfare in this movie that wasn't interesting or compelling to me like i don't know like i feel like but but is,
1: is it, is it all right, so is it not interesting or compelling on the, sh- the sheer fact that it isn't, or is it like, let me try to figure out a way to phrase this. Basically, I see that as like, yeah, shit, that's, what it, that's how you are in a tank. You're a big thing, you're a big target, and if somebody's already positioned in a spot to shoot without moving or without giving away its position, your only choice is to, in formation, you know, turn 90 degrees and reverse to a tree line and then go forward and hope somebody can see it before it takes out another of your tanks and then all of you try to shoot that thing before you die. Like that is compelling in that, you know, it's not like a video game where you're just like, I spawn and there's the bad guy. I just drive at him and just go, 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 boom. It's like, no, if anybody direct hits you, you're dead. And if you don't direct hit them, nothing's gonna happen to you. And if it's a German tank, you can direct hit it, and it probably still won't do anything to it. Like there, like there is there is a moment in this in this film where it's like. It, you're literally in the point where like, well, I just keep shooting at it because the only other it, – it's not like you're in a really fast jet where you can just be like, these guys are too good for us, bank off and fly away. You know, this isn't like Independence Day where you're like, oh, my God, aliens and nukes aren't killing them. Let's just fly back to base and be safe. This <laughs> is like, well – all I can do is wait till I'm dead, so I might as well keep shooting at this thing and hope that I can beat it. Like, that's compelling to me Which, from a mechanical standpoint.
0: You you could actually argue that's also what the characters are. Like, their mindset is, all I can do is wait till I die, so I might as well start fighting back. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: So and, it, and to me, that's <laughs> not a problem, because yeah, yeah. that's a reality of war.
0: No, I I see that. Like, I think my enjoyment of this film would have increased dramatically if... Something in the last act of the movie reminded me that they still know that this is, like, a terrible thing. Like, like the, the main character goes on a journey, which is supposed to be watching someone break bad, right? Watching them get corrupted. Yeah. And by the end, I felt like the movie loses sight of that in a way where there were still interesting things it was telling me. But the film as a whole, I didn't know why it was telling me anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I,
1: I can't can't uh try to back the film up against that by any means because it, it's i think the last part of this film really is just reduced down to like oh yeah like let's let's blow up some stuff and yeah. shoot some things and, and it's kind of funny too because one of the things that uh so i mean this isn't this isn't too spoilery but um basically troops are marching in a line and they don't really know that the tank i mean they, they see a tank down the road but like It could just be another destroyed tank and there's no one around. They're not being fired at. So they're just marching towards it. So their big plan is to wait till everyone comes to check on the tank and then start attacking them. It seems to me that you could have put, I mean, what I would have possibly come up with and asked the rest of my crew if they thought that was a good plan was put everybody outside of the tank up the road on one side of the road, hiding in the bushes with their guns, and then, since the tank is already pointing directly down that road, just wait till this, like, basically single column of troops is, 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 is like, in range to, like, fire a, a, a single shell that would go through at least an entire row of those troops. Mm-hmm. Take them all out. And when they're scrambling, have your buddies on the side of the road just shoot everything instead of, like, wait till they've literally flanked you on all sides. Mm-hmm. And then start chucking grenades out of the
0: manholes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like... That, that's, that's not, not as nearly badass, as badass. Bro. Yeah. No, I know if I were doing that and I had all this time to give monologues and my my oh captain my captain speeches and things like that, I would probably put the ammo inside the tank too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think maybe like if that's something I would have done. I'm not I'm not gonna say what happens in the movie. That's just no, no. a comment. So, no, Take oh, it or okay. leave it. So
1: the, the scene <laughs> that you're referring to, uh, where that comes back. They were grabbing specific ammo, which was for the fifty caliber uh, machine gun, which is mounted to the top of the tank. So that can't really come inside the tank. And then the ammo they were going out for was just ammo that could be used on normal weapons. Like, so I think that there, there are things mounted to the outside that are like, well, once this is fighting, then we'll grab those and start shooting from those positions. And
0: if- But they know in this situation they are not going outside of the tank to fight people.
1: I, I think the plan was that they would at one point, okay. because those those guns don't function inside the tank. Like they're I, I too big that. to fire from within the tank. So I think it was it was like, so we'll start this, then we'll grab these guns and start shooting. But it turns out that uh the plan didn't go as they expected
0: <laughs> i i thought this move just like the entire plan was meant to maximize how many badass scenes get to happen no no that's, <laughs> I, that, that's what this
1: is that like the, the whole the whole like uh we gotta get out of here um i'm gonna stay really yeah okay we'll all stay too like <laughs> me too me too <laughs> there, me too was, me too tonight I, we die everybody's like after this man, Percy Jackson's staying, I'm staying too. <laughs> that kid's yeah. not tougher than I, I can't am. can't be a pussy. Yeah. But that's the thing. is like, if you just aim the tank down the street, Shia LaBeouf needs to be the only person in there. Just somebody to, like, shake his leg a little bit and then stomp on the shooter button. That's <laughs> all you need because... Like, everyone else can have their guns, like, gah, 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 Like, it, it just... Eh. And also, like, as cool as it was to have all the smoke and the fog and, like, it turning nighttime the second the war started happening, <laughs> there wouldn't be all the smoke if they didn't shoot the house. Like, at one point, like, Brad Pitt's like,
0: shoot the house, it'll burn. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
2: why? <laughs> it's gonna look
0: so cool. Like, you see the ending of The Guest, you know all. how smoke makes things look cool? Yeah, it seems like... Yeah, if, dude. If you
1: don't, it's
2: way more ominous and if, cool. If you
1: don't shoot that stuff, it seems... To me that uh, everything's under cover of night and you got more chance to I don't know, maybe get on the guns that Steven's wondering about why they they're, weren't using. Well,
2: dude, they really had to make sure those dead krauts were dead yeah. in the building. You know? <laughs> they're like, Well, they were dead, but you know, we gotta really make sure they're dead. <laughs> I
1: don't know, I I just felt like somebody was like, Man, I really like that new Bond movie when everybody's like fighting around the house burning at night <laughs> they're like, We can do that.
2: Dude, I would not be surprised if that was like the visual pitch. Did you see Skyfall at the end? That's what we're going for.
1: <laughs> no, it was probably somebody like printed out or like had it on their phone. Like, try this out. See this. See this. See how cool that is. Yeah. Yeah. What if it was like that, but with Star Wars lasers? <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. Uh, and I also love that part where Brad
0: Pitt was like, "I have you now." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping, I, I I would have liked for this movie at some point. Fury to get, like, an H thrown in and they go and try to kill Hitler, like, a Führer. <laughs> I don't know. The movie, a movie named Führer, like, F-U-R-O-R, could make some, like, pretty cool... Uh... Fury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. could do some cool stuff. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, w- I will give the movie credit for not having some uh, bullshit framing device where, like, Logan Lerman's an old man. He's like, let me tell you a story about when <laughs> I was a... <laughs> When I was a, a terrible person, you know. Who are these guys in this picture? Oh them. I remember oh, they're them. They're my old chums. It was the last few days of World War Two. Ooh, <laughs> yes. And I was stranded on a boat with Richard Parker. <laughs> Yes, Uh, no one liked me, but in the end, they did. Yeah, that
1: (laughs) that scene where the tiger ate the orangutan
0: was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was. (laughs) I don't know what they were doing in the tank, but (laughs) oh,
2: now that would be a movie uh, that we hadn't seen before. If uh, instead of Shia LaBeouf, it was just like a tiger playing his role, (laughs) that'd be ridiculous.
1: So wait, so you want to replace the one good character in this movie (laughs) with a tiger?
2: Okay, we'll replace the guy from The Walking Dead with the tiger and uh, that would have been interesting because I think uh, going back I didn't really uh, I didn't finish what I was gonna say about in terms of because I didn't think the the tank warfare oh we're was... done, oh, oh, we're oh, done. Oh, we're, oh we're done okay um, bring it back to the judge <laughs> always everything always leads back to the judge um, um. no I mean because like I think overall for me personally I was not you know the overall execution of the movie, I wasn't on board with so i wasn't gonna be on board with the execution of the tank warfare um i don't know just it just wasn't inherently interesting like i feel like if someone like john Milius or catherine bigelow had directed this movie then we would have maybe got a little more of a visceral tank movie um which it's funny because it's like i feel like david Ayer is trying to like He's definitely influenced by like the the directing qualities of like John Millius or or um like even Catherine Bigelow. Like they have like similar qualities, but I feel like someone like Catherine Bigelow makes way more badass and manly movies than anything David Ayer has put out and she's a woman. But she's awesome, so. <laughs> okay, I don't... No, I just, I just think it's funny that, like, they, I, they don't... I feel
1: like you felt that that statement was going to be, like, way more hard-hitting.
2: Like, we we're going to, like, I, and, I, and I, wait for I, it. Oh, snap! She's well, just, got bigger balls
1: than David Ayer. Oh, she,
2: I do think she has bigger balls than David Ayer. Like, I, I think that, like, her movies come off as just naturally... Badass than than this than these movies do. Like I just think there's but, something but they're so also, they're also about They're all character
1: it. pieces. Like all of them are are really interesting character pieces. And this is like this is an entire movie that's just the last ten minutes of. Uh, yeah zero dark 30 like this entire film I mean, is just true. supposed to be that but like the studio is like we got to have some characters in this like
0: brad pitt won't be in and if he doesn't get to talk so like, but, but i can say the bleakness of like a jeremy renner disarming a ball uh, uh, bomb type <laughs> situation would have lent itself very well to, yeah. to like the yeah. being stuck inside a tank and just like mindlessly trying to get as yeah, many as you can sh- i feel she, like that uh, would have been a cool uh, yeah cool thing
2: she did that one movie um K19 which I thought was a really good submarine movie that The Widowmaker um, Yeah, The Widowmaker. Um and I thought that movie like conveyed like the claustrophobia of of you know submarine life and stuff. Like I thought that was really well done. So I think like if she had done this movie it would have it would have been really cool. But I mean it like it is true that I mean, like this movie has like zero character development compared to something like Zero Dark Thirty. Or yeah. any of the movies she done, or any like other, like I said, war movie. But and I, I feel like that the, the characters that they are is like so thinly drawn. Like I mean, yeah, Shia LaBeouf, he's just like I'm the Christian. Like that's about it. You know, we don't get anything more. Like I, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's too like, it's too thin. The whole movie is too thin. Not enough meat on this bones. All right. Not well, enough meat for this man movie. Well,
1: why don't we get to our recommendations then, which I'm assuming is not going to go well for you two
2: guys.
1: So, uh, Carson, start us off and just let us know if you're going to give this a must see. it with a caveat. Wait for rental. Pass the caveat and a must avoid. What would you give it?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm teetering on 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 a rating, but I guess I'll give it. I guess I'll give it a pass because it was better than than uh, kill the messenger so, or sabotage. So what so was, was the caveat? Yeah. <laughs> if you can oh, only because well, I saw because I came. saw them the same day. I saw them both yesterday. Gotcha. So, it so was maybe like maybe
1: kill the messenger put you in a bad mood for being able to enjoy. Uh, no,
2: I I saw Fury first and then kill the messenger. Uh. Um. No, I I think uh, even though the bar is set extremely low with sabotage, this was at least a better movie than that in terms of David Ayer's movies. But uh, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, and you know the cast is good, and they are very you know they're they're trying to do their best with what they have. Um, but it it's a very uh, it's a very dull movie, and uh, I just I wasn't on board. But I, I would still give it a pass because like I don't. Think that it's. I don't think that it's so terrible that I would give it a must-avoid. But I mean, if you have seen other war movies, you're you're okay without seeing Fury.
1: <laughs> but if you haven't, this is the must. Yeah. If
2: you <laughs> like I said, if you haven't seen any war other. movie ever in life, then Fury would be fine.
1: <laughs> All right, Stephen.
0: Um, I think I'm gonna be moderately positive. Actually, I think my criticisms are largely about the message and the why of the film. I feel like if you are interested in watching this movie, the why's might matter to you, but more of it is going to be how does it feel and does it get that sort of uh, does it hit the right note? And I think <laughs> the movie hits the right note, so I'm gonna give recommend with a caveat. Really? Yeah. yeah no, I'm going recommend with caveat, uh, which it'll be weird if that's higher than Chris's. But I. <laughs> well, I, I. So I, I, I was teetering like since
1: yesterday when I was talking to people about the film. Yeah. I've been teetering between, uh, like. I found enjoyment in the presentation of the combat of tanks, yeah. um, which would put me in the category of recommend with a caveat. Um, but like, I totally expect the way you yeah. guys reacted to this film from the beginning of it, and it's like I can't justify the film as being a good war movie. Yeah, but I think it is a good. It's an interesting watch.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was interesting, and I thought um, I thought the trailer what whatever the trailer was i maybe it was putting its best foot forward but i think it also gave you exactly what the trailer says the movie is going to be yeah um i don't feel like there was any sort of like switch out where you expect one thing and then what you get is something completely different yeah it, yeah i mean not if you've the, seen
2: the trailer you've seen this movie i mean you you're going to get what you expect
0: like it's not the highest recommend with a caveat it's like a fairly weak like teetering on rental yeah. but in the end i thought like I was not bored <laughs> over the couple hours, and even if I had some, like, ethical things which made me never be completely on board with what was going on in the movie, yeah, I still thought it was a well-made film. Well, you just don't like when Nazis get killed, right? <laughs> I, I I, didn't, and this is maybe going to be something both of you disagree with, I didn't see any merit in Lone Survivor that this movie didn't have. <laughs> I, I felt, like, the exact same joy of just watching something crazy people fighting for survival yeah well th- th- this I, I thought it was the exact same pleasure that i got in this movie yeah
1: the, the one thing that lone survivor had that this doesn't was people tumbling down hills in a way that i don't understand
0: how it <laughs> yeah, worked yeah i faulted this movie didn't have enough hills with big thumps of people falling yeah down. i mean
2: i i feel that lone survivor was doing the whole you know ura thing but i i don't know i feel like that movie was at least in in, in terms of like that of what you know, that style of war, I guess. <laughs> there's, yeah. all,
1: there's a shot in this film of a, a, uh, whatever the tank tread tracks are left. Like there's mud and there's a channel in which tanks have driven through where there is a smushed body laying in it and then another tank drives right over it again. Yeah. And I it's like, ah, <laughs> like this is horrible. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little tangent, but I, I'm going to give it Record of the Cabot also have to back up my words on this podcast if if steven is gonna bump it up for me the real really the only caveat is uh you know the the rambo ending um some for some ungodly reason there is a scene at the end of this film involving a german soldier and a flashlight Mm -hmm. that i think is it, it completely like supplants any sort of statement they've made about any person who the film is trying to kill yeah in in a way that i can't understand why they went for that um that's all i'll say for now um so really th- that and so the rambo the flashlight and the fact that uh, percy jackson's transition from i've never shot anybody before to like die nazi die <laughs> happens so quickly that there's not a journey that he goes on so much as a flip that is switched in his head um yeah. mm-hmm. so those are my really caveats besides that i think that it's tank combat is interesting it paints a picture of a vehicle which you kind of get other films presented as being the superior piece of armored weaponry to being something that you would never want to be inside yourself though you would like to have on your side while you're fighting um so for those things i give it the recommend but please know that it's not the greatest war (laughs) film in
0: existence you heard it from because the greatest war film in existence (laughs)
1: No, that's it's the greatest war
0: film in existence.
2: <laughs> uttered on this podcast. Yes. Uh no, I mean it's it's pretty low Car- on the Carson said, on the totem pole.
0: Carson said, if you can only see one war movie, <laughs> this is gonna be it. <laughs> uh,
1: good times. Alright. So yeah, that's the episode. So <laughs> Carson, if people want to find you that throughout the week, where can they do that?
2: Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com
0: Stephen, you can go to twitter.com slash David or sdavidmiller.com cool people can find me at christopherinreallife.com
1: or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast at spoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show uh if you want to know when the episodes go live you can follow us at, at twitter.com slash or facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can leave us a comment through our little form submission thingamajigger in the contact page of our site. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Fury, which I'm sure Carson hated. uh, it
2: did the the score did feel kind of out of place in this movie. It, it felt it felt like it was like for a medieval like fantasy adventure movie. It <laughs> did not fit. It was weird.
1: Well, World War Two is the new medieval. So well, that's yeah.
2: true. They had the pew pew lasers. So I guess it was uh, it's fantastical <laughs> somehow.
0: All right. You heard it from Carson. It's a fantastic movie.
2: It's fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. So <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yes. <laughs> and and every- kill please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone else.
1: We will see you next time.